Not Max, I mean, these are cool. Now we're recording. Alright, so there I mean, is a decent that just gets, gets cut Wild, off after like 40 minutes. Dangerous people, uh, just because, like the Nazis, well, the Soviets, you know, all well, of them. Well, we were killing 31% of Cambodia, <laughs> murdering anybody that can read or write or wear glasses. Please welcome a large member of the LP, Joshua Smith. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. This was course. A very long time in the making. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I know it was, I guess you guys asked, You were you asking me during my first run to come on? Was it 2018 or 2020? Uh, must have been 2020 because I launched this show November or December 2019. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it was last year. It was last year for my campaign and it got pretty crazy. I tried to do all the podcasts I could, but I mean, I was traveling. I, I traveled to... 14 states before the, the the country finally shut me down and said you weren't allowed to go to these conventions anymore because of this pandemic and yeah. um and then i met my girlfriend at one of the last conventions i went to and i ended up moving to iowa uh to get away from the the 24-hour uh lockdown in california and uh i just never left i just stayed and we had a baby and <laughs> <laughs> life life changed drastically so that's that's where i'm at now and um, it's a lot colder here than what I'm used to. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose you have like a thousand and one children to keep you warm. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six of them, six of them here, uh, a grandchild on the way in the next two and a half or three weeks that will also live with us. So we'll have seven in the house with two newborns. It's going right, to be wild. So, uh, yeah. You're going to be one of those, um, like semi cavemen living like five generations in one house. Yeah, exactly. I know my my grandma and my mom and my sister are coming to visit um, next month after my daughter's baby's born, and there there will there will actually be five generations in this home uh, while they're here. So I know. <laughs> God, yeah, I don't I don't get a lot of sleep these days, man. You know, we got the the baby, uh, the baby co sleeps with me and my girlfriend, so um, he he wakes up, but she's pretty good. She's pretty good about. She's got a kind of like a system where she just rolls over and puts a boob in his mouth and then, you know, he goes right back to sleep. So we've been, we've been pretty lucky about his. Yeah. You know, it works for, it really works for all men to be honest with you, but um, especially for baby men. And, and so he's, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty good about sleeping through the night. He wakes up and eats maybe once or twice and needs his diaper changed and then he's good. And um, he's, he's a really good baby and he's gigantic. I mean, gigantic fucking baby. He's, you know, we had him, he was eight pounds, 13 ounces. Um, his name's Mateo, Mateo, by the way. And uh, now, I mean, he's, he's two feet long. Uh, he's just a giant. I mean, he's the, the difference between eight weeks ago when he was born and now is just massive. He's going to be <laughs> a huge kid. It's, I'm worried about uh, our Costco bill. <laughs> so. Well, you know, so, uh, uh, yeah, what, when are we going to sleep next he, year? Uh, career as a professional a professional football player that's what we want that's what we want to see we want to see i was uh, thinking more in the direction of a professional wrestler but you know yeah that too but you know the uh the number one draft in the nfl draft we'll take it you know start playing football he's five he's gonna be ready to go uh i don't know that was that was that was his dad's dream you know i wanted to be a professional football player my my whole childhood that's what i i wanted to be either that or go to the olympics for wrestling i did both sports but 
Um, it never worked out that way. And now, you know, <laughs> now I'm pushing 40 and I look back and I'm like, man, you know, if I would have just applied myself a little bit harder, I could probably, I probably could have got there. I was good enough to get there. And I, I didn't do it, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, you know, once, once you hit my age, you're kind of like, well, there's absolutely no fucking chance I can do it now. That's for sure. <laughs> <You know. laughs> it, it was funny, actually, uh, like four years ago. So in my thirties, I was like 33 or something. Damn. I actually played a season of semi-pro football and a buddy of mine, um, he, he convinced me to go for tryouts and, uh, you know, he wasn't serious about it. I didn't think I was going to be serious about it. And so I went to tryouts and it ended up in this, this like actual scrimmage game. Like, you know, it was a, a, a light tackle game with no pads. And, um, the next day they called me, they're like, Hey, we'd like to have you on the team. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? <laughs> and so, uh, I ended up playing a season of semi-pro football, you know, in my, my mid thirties. And, uh, I got really lucky. We, we, we played six games. It was a six game season, short season. And, um, we won five, we went five and one, and then we lost in the championship game. Um, uh, but I didn't get injured and like a large majority of the team by the end of the season was injured. And so I felt really, you know, lucky to be like the third oldest guy in the entire league, not just my team, the entire league and still make it to the championships without an injury. So, <laughs> so then you decided, you know what, I I've tried one career, um, with a high chance of brain damage. Let's go for a career for the brain damage. I want to yes. become a politician. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that too. Well, and I, I, Garrett, oh, go ahead. Oh, it, that, that was brain, da brain damage has led me to a lot of things, sir, a lot. Okay, <laughs> not just the Libertarian Party, a lot of things. Uh, no, I, I definitely, I'm sure that, you know, when I die, they're going to study my brain and find that I have CTE. I did MMA for 10 years. You know, I, I took thousands of kicks and punches to the head. I played football on and off for years and years and years. I wrestled for 14 years uh, and I got a big head. So I've slammed it on everything, you know, and, um, but I'm sure, yeah, you know, the, the Libertarian Party to, to me, it's, you know, it's one of those things. I take a lot of shit. I'm not like the rest of the, the, the clowns in the Libertarian Party. There's a lot of clowns in the Libertarian Party, and they, they've given us a bad name for a long time. Thankfully, now there's some pretty staunch Libertarian people from the, the Liberty Movement kind of positioning themselves to take that party away from the nerds, which is nice. Um, and so hopefully that's what's happening. I think I, I feel like I've kind of led that revolution in the Libertarian Party. You know, I started this in 2016. Um, I, I was watching the direction of the Libertarian Party and, and saying, no, no fucking way. There's no way that this this party that has this libertarian name, <laughs> that's this name that's like, you know, stands for for principles and liberty is going to continue to be this blue pilled piece of shit, uh, you know, beltway libertarian party that like is soft on principles and um, elects people that were uh, so, yeah. uh, Raytheon so lobbyists, and CFR board that, members. That you into the uh, no, no, fuck, party fuck that. So that's why I started running for chair of the party because it's like, well, you know, I may not win this, but maybe we shift the Overton <laughs> window. We start getting some radical uh, uh, liberty loving people into this party that that will actually do something politically in this country and and i think that it started moving that way you know right. it's still still a battle but but yeah it's a clown world man you you have no idea you come to a convention you come to a come to a national convention for the libertarian party and you will be like what the f are we are we a fucking comic-con what is going on here <laughs> is it because all the pet bucks running around yeah dude it's crazy bro it's i mean it's fun too because there's a lot you know there's a lot of cool libertarians too and good good name ones like andrew heaton and comes to him and monster and um you know dave smith will probably be at the next one and tom woods comes to him and um you know there's a lot of it's a lot of interesting people scott horton has come to several national conventions and you know ron paul you know was the uh the 1988 presidential candidate for the libertarian party so i mean 
it's got some good history. Murray Rothbard was one of the founders of the Libertarian Party, called the Libertarian Party the, the political arm of the liberty movement. Um, you know, there's there's some good aspects to the party. It's just kind of been taken over by these blue-pilled uh, cowards. I mean, for, right. for lack of a better word, cowardly nerds, for the lack yeah. of a better term, sure. for a long time. And, and um, yeah. we're taking it back. We're taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. I met some Green Party members, and they were not fucking green. They are posers, absolute posers. <laughs> I have. I actually have done that. I have done that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There was one time in 2018 where he was, he was saying something, I don't remember what the fuck he was saying, but I was like, Hey man, why don't we just settle this chair thing in, in a, in an octagon, you know, like a charity fight, whoever wins it's over. Then I also chair, I also uh, uh, challenge him to a karaoke sing off for national chairman. He did. He also didn't accept my offer for that either. Um, mm. There's, there's been several other challenges yeah. uh, issued to Sarwark for, for chair, but I lost, you know, and he knew he was, he kind of knew he was going to win. So it was, it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. But, uh, really yeah, pretty just, much. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 really, the CIA really is not the sending their best, you know, party name right now. So, so, and I mean, the name doesn't, so, really matter. yeah, the I mean, CIA the is just not sending their best. So it's unfortunate. You know, I, I used to, I, the, green, here's the funny you know, thing. And I say this at all. <laughs> Yeah, and I say this about I say this in a lot of podcasts, but you know, I used to be this fucking huge Nick Sarwark fanboy. Man, I used to love Nick Sarwark. I was like, man, I want to be like this guy. Yeah, fuck yeah, your your tears are delicious and your parties will die. Hell yeah, let's kill those parties, you know. And then he started going after Tom Woods, and I'm going, hey, wait a minute, what the fuck's going on here, dude? And they started going after Ron fucking Paul, and I'm like, that's Papa Paul, man. There's a whole generation of kids that are ready to fight the state because of Ron Paul in this country. Like Did you ever we, consider we just, uh, would not be what we are at all a, as a movement MMA in this fight. country if it wasn't for Ron Paul being consistent and what he that. did since the fucking 70s, dude. And Fuck you're going yeah. after this 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 libertarian icon, this liberty, freedom, uh, uh, economic freedom icon in this country why would you do that other to than to destroy this movement um and he started going after dave smith yeah. and Monterey yeah. and Mayor july and i was like that's it that's fucking it <laughs> that was that was literally why i ran for chair in 2018 i was like i called all these big name libertarians yeah. i'm like look somebody's got to run somebody's got to run against this guy we can't we can't let this guy be the Are face saying of he's libertarianism all, in this country I, I like feel crazy, like man. he's the most popular okay. chair in the history of the libertarian party and blah 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 I'm like fuck it i'll <laughs> <laughs> you know i'll, I'll go for it who right. cares I, so, I, and 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 no one knew who i was but yeah you know we did all right so <laughs> yeah. so uh how many like runs for chair are you in now i'm in my third yeah, third. Okay, my third so yeah if i were to give you a somewhat uncharitable interpretation of this whole process i would say that you are uh consistently trying and failing to uh obtain some amount of power um in a party that is consistently trying and failing to obtain some amount of power. <laughs> and, and you would not, you would not be wrong. Honestly. I mean, um, you know, the good thing is, is though I doubled my support between 2018 and 2020, right? Uh, Nick, Nicholas Sarwark beat him, beat me handedly. I mean, it was not fucking close, mm -hmm. you know? And, uh, and I came back in 2020 and, and, and honestly, I, I lost by a hundred votes. Um, and, and honest, there's some discrepancies there too. I mean, some people think that maybe it was cheated. Uh, all the motion votes prior to the election for chair were about 650 to 700 votes. 
Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden there was 950 votes for the chair election. So it's, it's kind of disputed a little bit amongst some people. It's not something that I've ever pushed to audit. I'm not, I'm not going to throw, throw a, a fit. I'm just going to keep working, but um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly what happened. And, and um, but, but now it's kind of like, you know, I was a nobody blue collar working class, like maintenance man from fucking Washington state, you know, the first time I ran and I had no following, I probably had 27 uh, followers on Twitter. Uh, no, you know, I'll only my family were my friends on Facebook at the time, you know, and now it's like, I have this fucking army behind me of people who, who want to see a libertarian party that exudes libertarianism, that exudes these radical principles of freedom. And so, it's, it's a little different now. And, and, you know, maybe I go back, maybe I go into Reno in 2022 and I fucking lose again, but I lose by 25 votes or something. You know what I mean? It's like, we've built the movement. You can't, you can't expect to go up against this political party that's filled with these blue pilled, uh, uh, shit heels that don't really care about libertarianism and just take it over in two years or one year. Right. And so, uh, I think that we started to see the political shift in the party, but we've also seen this massive growth. It's the, the largest and fastest growth. The, the libertarian party has seen in, 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 I mean, since at least 2000, so over two decades and, and, um, uh, you know, these are good libertarian people coming into the party. It's not like, it's not like a bunch more beltway, Bill Weld people coming, you know, it's actual fucking radical, like anarcho-capitalists and, and staunch, like hardcore, small government constitutionalists. And, you know, and, and so it's, it's better, it's better than what the party was before. And hopefully it just keeps going in that direction. We just, you know, you got to shift an Overton window at at, at anything you do when it comes to politics. And that's basically what we're doing. Um, so I wonder because, um, I've spoken to, um, He's not on Twitter anymore, which is a pity, but um, I have spoken quite a bit to uh, Mr. Krat from the government, Theodore. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I share his, um, let's put it mildly, critical view uh, of the LP. Um, oh, yeah, sure, sure. You know, me and, him were de- me and him debated this one time. Oh, really? Well, yeah, we start we started to debate it on the Brian Nichols show, and then apparently the feds got him and cut cut off his internet halfway through the debate. So, oh shit! <laughs> or maybe I just made so many good points that he just took off. I don't know. I don't know what. Not Ted. I know. I know. No, I I really don't. I I, I assume that his internet got shut off somehow. Um, yeah. And he and he took off. And then when we went to find him, his Twitter was actually gone too. So. Um, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen him since. I don't know what happened yeah. to him. It was, it was it actually was a, a spectacular exit. Yeah, it really was. But you know what? It was actually a really productive conversation. We had a really good conversation because he he doesn't know all the inner workings of the Libertarian Party like I do. He hasn't gone up against somebody who's actually in yeah. national leadership for the fucking Libertarian Party. He doesn't understand that um, we went from like 40 local race uh, uh, races won to over 350 local uh, elections won. races races not racist (laughs) yeah like like elections right like so we actually so we went we went from like 40 seats held around the country uh to like over 300 in the last couple years um we've now started getting state legislators elected but the thing about about teddy i like to call him is we actually agree, we actually agree uh, me and teddy we actually agree that you know the party should be focused on these lower level elections first um, because that's where we can actually win and make the biggest difference. And so we actually didn't disagree on a whole lot of things, except for the whole, like, you know, the Libertarian Party's irrelevant and should be abolished thing. Obviously, yeah. I don't agree there. 
Yeah. But uh, we, well, we agreed on a path and like the, yeah. the what the what the party should be doing. So all right. Well, I mean, <laughs> together with Hitler. <laughs> yeah, Ted. Teddy's down there with Hitler and uh, and Tupac. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, enough of the. Well, Racist. almost enough of the incredibly boring LP. Oh, questions. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, yeah. I know that quite a few of the, well, people that I think we share most of our ideology with, the Tom Woods's, Dave Smith's, Pete Quinones's, uh, are all part of the uh, Mrs. Caucus. Um, sure. So, what uh, are you a member of this, uh, of this Mrs. as well? Yeah, I'm, I I was one of the original members of the caucus, actually. And, uh, you know, I was twice um, endorsed by the Mises Caucus for chair. You know, I was their candidate for chair yeah. in 2018 and 2020. Yeah. Uh, 2020. Um, I don't think I'm going to yeah. be their candidate in 2022, just to be honest with you. I, I, I think that they're running um, Angela McArdle, which is fine. You know, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be mad or say anything bad about the caucus. Um, I'm going to continue to run for chair. I'm going to continue to, to try to be the chair of this party. I've put a lot of fucking heart and soul into, to, to becoming the chair of the party. And um, so I'm going to run. And, and the the good thing about the, the way the elections work is uh, for, for chair is um, it's, you know, you have to get over 50% to win. So it's not going to hurt me or Angela if we're both running, but um, yeah, the Mises caucus is great. They're, you know, they're, they're these really staunch, hardcore, like Murray Rothbard, uh, Ludwig von Mises inspired libertarians who, who um, are tired of watching, you know, people drag the name libertarian through the mud in this country. And um, they've put in the fucking work. They got, you know, they got, I think 49 States organized. Now they actually have organizers and, and represented in 49 of the 50 states um they've they've funded uh local and and county um, level candidates around the country including some that have won um you know they've they've helped kind of reform the libertarian party i know a lot of people don't see it as a reform thing yet but it is reforming and so they've done a lot of work i mean it's just and and it started in 2017 you know it's it's not like Mm -hmm. You know, it's not like some old thing that's been going on a long time. They've shown how what we are saying works and how the Libertarian Party should be run and how, you know, the principles should stay at the forefront. So I, I love them and I love me. I love Mike Heiss. You know, I, I know we actually had a phone call today talking about the the chair race and how, you know, he he's he feels like the, the caucus wants to go this way. And, I, and I, I'm not mad and I'm still going to love those guys. And, and Michael Heiss has been one of my best friends for the last five years. Right. So, so um, why? Um... Yeah, sorry, Dr. Wood. One more question. Um, why would you vote um, for a person that has a name that sounds like you're choking on some sort of Scottish dish, like, I don't know, boiled uh, swine gut? Like, Cardinal <laughs> just sounds like you're, it doesn't sound good. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get it. Are you talking about, you're talking about McArdle, Angela McArdle? Yeah, yeah. I mean, McArdle yeah. sounds just like you're choking on pig guts or something. <laughs> hey, here's the thing about Angela. Angela's a good friend of mine, like really good friend. Okay. Uh, regardless of how her last name sounds, she is a fucking staunch, hardcore, unapologetic libertarian. So if if Angela becomes the chair and I become the vice chair or I become the, uh, uh, you know, an at-large again or whatever it is, or I become the chair and Angela becomes a vice chair and an at- or an at-large, like I'm going to be happy either way because our principles do not differ. I mean, when it comes to principles, they do not differ at all. We are both fucking hardcore Mises, like libertarians. And, uh, you know, I think where we differ is maybe 
our knowledge of how the national yeah. party works. I've been, I've been, this is my second term in national leadership. It'll be my third if I get elected again. Um, and it will be her first if she's elected. So I think that's the only big difference. Other than that, I don't think we have different visions for how to run the party. I don't think we, we have no different principles whatsoever. We're definitely both unapologetic libertarians. So um, she's cool. She's cool. I, I want to beat her and I want to win. I want to be the chair of this the, the party and, and lead the party away from this blue pill bullshit. But I mean, you know, what, whatever. It's cool. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, Dark Tom, Gonzo, the floor is open to you. <laughs> it's very true. I am actually, I actually have a wiener and everything. That's pretty cool. Uh, no, no, absolutely, absolutely. No, it's it's me, sis. Me, sis. <laughs> there. Let me, let me, let me, yeah, let me mansplain this real quick. <laughs> let me mansplain this real quick. It's me, sis. Yeah, yeah, that little, the little, the little guy kind of, yeah, really wrote the, some, wrote some really good, yeah, wrote some really good books. Uh, that one that's like, you know, longer than the Bible, human action or something. I don't remember. Oh, that that Führer dude from Germany. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, that guy. Uh, he's living uh, in Argentina with Tupac and and uh, sort and of Teddy right uh, weird so, thing, you know. Uh, so, Josh, you put you me in, in an interesting this, uh, position Mrs. because uh, I am I can see in your video that you're not a missus. An there's just sure. there's no there's no way. Flat out, I don't want to be governed. Uh, I uh. didn't agree to participate in this system. I would like to opt out. Oh, you mean after that alone, old uh, Austrian guy? Uh, you know, to have my chickens. Yeah, the one with hey, the most. Hey, well, because me, it's me fucking hot and I'm Irish, <laughs> I would cook. Yeah. No. The one that goes like um, this. You know, but I like the fact yeah. because I'm not going to bring the masses to my way of thinking until true collapse. Happens. Yeah, I've mostly heard so, of the so there's a, the, uh, my, uh, my I, to be charitable. I like the libertarian party yeah, yeah. because they have a <laughs> chance of getting to the normies and bringing them, yeah. you know, like to the works of huh? Lysander Spooner sure. and Dr. Ron Paul and, you know, actually start educating these people but i disagree with the whole system altogether and i hate how the lp could educate people better but they just fucking they don't yeah they suck how how would you fix that well we we so i talked a lot about this in my in my uh, move to Somalia, three campaigns now but the uh focused messaging is something that the party needs to work on um they've been so blue pilled and SJW woke style for the so long that they think that that's what libertarianism is now. Uh, they've been, they've been completely fucking silent on the lockdowns for the last year, which has been just absolute bullshit. Uh, you know, we got this tyranny handed to us on a silver platter. what do we do with it? We're fucking quiet. Um, uh, we don't talk about the wars. You know, they're not talking about any of the wars. We're not talking about the Are you uh, oh, still there? Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Something happened to my computer. Um, 
And so we've just missed all these really great fucking opportunities. So I want to, you know, as chair, I would set these focused messaging goals. This is what we need to be messaging as a party, create a committee that actually crafts those messages so that when something happens, we actually have these press releases to, to release. We can make media because I'm, I'm obviously a media guy. It's something that we, the libertarian party just sucks at. They have not done well at media whatsoever for a long time. Um, and, and uh, you know, that's that's the direction I want to take. I want I want a libertarian party, especially a national leadership team for that party. That's going to focus on libertarian messaging because that's half of what this party is is education. It's an educational outlet. I mean, you know, it but even isn't, said, isn't true libertarian messaging anarchy and dissolving yeah, I, government? Yeah, that's <laughs> you know? know, like that's so so. And, and let me explain it the way that I've I explained it to Teddy this way. I've explained it to some other anarchists this way that that have got it, and some that have told me to you know go eat my own dick. But um, so no, I haven't yet, unfortunately. Thank you, thank God, you know. Um, so it's all in flexibility. Yeah, you know, really I have tried a few times, I just haven't got there yet. I, you know, a couple, yeah, a couple more stretching exercises in the morning, I'll get there. But uh, so so no, so here's the thing. Um, our candidates that we're running, the difference between us and the Republicans and Democrats are Republicans and Democrats are running their candidates to, to, to gain power, to take power. Our candidates are running to get into positions to relinquish that fucking power, to, to you know, become a governor to veto bills, to become a fucking uh, a city councilman to, to make your city a, a, a two, Second Amendment uh, sanctuary city. You know what I mean? There's, these are the things you can do from those positions. So, you know, the party was set up for two reasons, and it states this in our bylaws. You know, one is to, to run elections and win elections. Obviously, it's a political party. We want to win elections, but but our candidates have a different goal than the candidates of the two old parties in that we want to get into positions of relinquish power. And the other part they of that, that uh, bylaw in our bylaws is oh. as an educational tool to educate people on, on the ideals of libertarianism, uh, uh. right? And, and so I think that the party itself has, has so forgotten about the other half of that bylaw um, for this party that they've only focused on winning elections so much that they forgot that there's this whole principled fucking messaging that this party should be, should be using because we have this national political party stage. I mean, we, we get to run federal candidates in a lot of States. We have ballot access in a lot of States where, you know, our candidates can actually get on the ballot. They can actually get some of the debates. I mean, if you look at our U S Senate candidate, Ricky uh, Harrington senior in Arkansas this year. He ran against Tom Cotton. Tom Cotton's one of the shittiest fucking Republican yeah. senators in the country, right? And uh, they, so, so PBS, okay, fucking PBS. This is a big deal, right? PBS um, offered a debate to Ricky against Tom Cotton, an hour long debate on TV that everyone would be watching. That doesn't happen for our U.S. Senate candidates very often. So Ricky immediately said, yes, agreed. Fuck yeah, I'll do it. This is just a wonderful, nice, um, black pastor from, from the South, you know, he's, he's a really nice guy. Tom Cotton refused, didn't show up. So what they do, they gave Ricky Harrington senior, a fucking hour, dude, an hour on PBS by himself at a lectern addressing his constituency for us Senate candidacy. And he actually took almost 40% of the vote. That's the, the biggest Senate, U.S. Senate candidate votes that totals that we've ever got. But he got this opportunity to to actually message it as as a as a federal candidate for U.S. Senate. That's a great thing. The, the more libertarians that we can get into these kind of these kind of situations to, to let people in in their constituency know what libertarian libertarianism is, the better. And, and 
we can't do that with people like fucking Bill Weld muddying the waters, right? right. And so that's and that's where the Mises Caucus comes in. The Mises Caucus is coming in, bringing in new activists, bringing in new candidates. These candidates are going to be, become, you know, the people who are messaging for the party now. And so, you know, that's that's what drew me to the Mises Caucus in the beginning. It was like, wow, these guys are fucking hardcore, man. They don't give a shit. You know, they, they, they understand that the state will literally napalm your fucking children for resources. So they maybe, are you know, libertarians. So should be exactly my point my point is that with the funds that the lp receives what funds if you just the if you consider the amount of money that goes into running for office and everything that uh the lp and its candidates do my only point is successful insurrections have been funded with less yeah, well, here's the thing: the national, the National Libertarian Party, bud. Like, we we're running on like one and a half million dollars a year. It's fucking nothing. It's peanuts, dude. Peanuts. The 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 Republicans and Democrats are running on like three hundred to eight hundred million dollars. Oh, a I year, know, you know, and I I don't think <laughs> I I don't think they should be there either. I think it's a terrible waste of resources, sure. especially when you look at how many people don't vote. Oh yeah, it's more than half the population that didn't yeah. vote for president in, in twenty sixteen. Do yeah. so, like. We don't really want to be governed. God, and, I, yeah, you know. I, I don't either. And and true, I mean, I'm an anarchist too. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand that some people would look at what I do and where I work and say, "No, you're not." But I am. I fucking, I 100. percent I, I would, I if I had the Murray Rothbard button setting on my table right here, I would hit that fucking <laughs> shit with without a hesitation. Like, right. abolish the federal government, wow. get them fuck out of here, gone. Mm-hmm. Like, no doubt. But mm-hmm. I also understand that, you know, but there's Bolshito could get citizenship. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's why he's over there chirping because he's like, "Hold on, guys, let me in before you dissolve everything and create, you know, a hellscape." Hey, if we don't got government, you can just come on over, bud. You know what I mean? That would be a good deal. (laughs) Yeah, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, man. Fuck them whole ass roads. Yeah, all those fucking roads connecting fucking Europe and America. (laughs) so i want to uh circle back to a point you made earlier you talked about um a a black pastor and i saw that recently you got into uh, a bit of a uh, twitter spat with uh some guy going by the name black bishop um and he wrote the book uh closing the closet so closing the closet yeah (laughs) yeah so i would like to know your uh, opinion on uh, bullying faggots oh jesus (laughs) Oh, oof, oof. I, listen, listen, listen. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be straight as fucking shit with you right now. I am from San Francisco, Cal. I am from San Francisco, California. Okay. If I ever bullied homosexuals, I would have been beaten in the street with baseball bats. Okay, just without a doubt. Wait, I know, I know. Gonna I'm gonna get from over that are ten times tougher than I've ever been in my entire life, bro. It's, it's San Francisco. You know what I mean? So I, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those people. <laughs> that's it. probably Weren't you know you I, was scared, the Navy? I was scared i was scared for my life yeah and, you know half of the half the navy was gay too really i mean to be honest with you um maybe maybe more than that maybe more than that uh probably probably more than that definitely when you're out to sea more than that um but uh oh, man. 
but uh you know it's just like it's just like you know people call me a racist and all this shit i grew up i really grew up right outside of oakland which is right across the bridge from san francisco anyways um and and people you know i'm like i'm like dude dude, i didn't have i didn't have the fucking luxury of being racist where i'm from dude i was the minority you fucking idiots Uh, but um, are you saying you have a black friend a lot a lot of them a lot of them you know, where, where i grew up at, where i grew up it was like less white people than black people so um North but no Ohio, i bro i feel well, you yeah i'm I get, not sure if you could go daddy a friend it's, it's a bit of a <laughs> it's funny thanks i well you know and i get i get shit i get a lot of shit that's unwarranted man you know the deadbeat dad right. thing the abuser thing the the i'm racist yeah. and and this and that so, so that's why I'm you half, didn't I'm half jewish don't tell anybody i don't want anybody to freak out but um I get I get a lot of shit from these people, man. I I don't I don't. It's not. It's all made up fairy tale bullshit. Anyways, I'm. You know, I don't really concern myself with with uh, with identity politics at all. Either way, you know what I mean. Right. I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I'm never gonna join up with the SJW woke fucking class because they suck. I mean, their their party's got to just be the most boring shit you've ever been to in your life. Really, I mean, can you imagine the jokes at the parties? You're like, really, this is boring. I'm gonna go home. Do you guys even get any whiskey? Fuck off, you know. <laughs> And so, then, and then I don't, I don't really want to go hang out with the white nationalists either because yeah. I'm half Jewish and they might, they might skin me. You know what I mean? So well, it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And probably meth too. So, you know, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. Well, he only uh, inherit the the half that wants to keep his shekels. Yeah, yeah, I'm half. I'm I'm uh, I'm I am half Israeli. My dad's side of the family is from Israel, so um, and my mom's side of the family is from Spain, so I'm like a Spanish. I'm Spanish Jew. Oh know. man, so you're like equal sides, not white. <laughs> and yeah. I've never that, that this is actually news to me. I've never heard you referred to as a person of color. Yeah, I know. I know. Everyone calls me a white nationalist all the time. And I'm like, are you fucking stupid? How stupid do you have to be? I'm half Middle Eastern. I'm half Middle Eastern, you idiots. People are like, people, you know, and it's, I I have blue eyes. My Spanish side of the family, they're like Cassiano, like blue, blonde hair, blue eyed Spaniards, you know, and, and, uh, and there's some other shit mixed in there too. I think a little bit of Scottish, a little bit of uh, Native American. So Because every white, uh, every white person in America with blue eyes uh, is is Native American. Obviously. Yeah. And so, Elizabeth so, Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren is, is one five hundred and thirty seconds uh, Native American. But I have a lot more than that. My so, my grandmother's uh, my grandmother's grandma was full blooded Creek Indian. So I mean, I have quite a bit uh, quite a bit of Indian uh, in me. But um, I, I guess it's Native American. Sorry, I hope I didn't hurt anybody's feelings. So Actually, you're, liter- you're literally everything that's been an enemy of the United States government except <laughs> Jewish. Yeah, the Israeli part is not. I mean, the, Israeli, <laughs> the, the U.S. Yeah. likes to hold Israel in their arm like a baby and pet them and stroke them and send them all our fucking money all the time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, it's it, here's the funny thing is anytime I talk about ending uh, foreign foreign support, right? Like I think we shouldn't be paying all these other countries for fucking anything except for trade, right? And and I always get to Israel and I'm like, yeah, fucking Israel too. And people are like you anti semite. And I'm like, you fucking idiots. I'm half Israeli. What's wrong with you? You know? And they're like, they're like, they're like, you be yeah, able. You want to end foreign aid to, to Israel? Like, yeah, we should. I want to end foreign aid to every fucking country in this world. What are you? Let talking them about? invade Iraq and get oil. God. Get yeah, us out dying. of there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, exactly. I'm not here to tell them what to do. Just listen. Get us the fuck out. 
listen, we can leave Afghanistan now. We we have the, the technology to grow our own fucking poppies. We don't need to be there anymore. <laughs> it's time I to know. leave. Yeah. So yeah, I want I want to teach people how to put an opium patch in their backyard. There you go. Yeah. Poppies are beautiful. Well, yeah. I'm, yeah. If you I grow mean, poppies in your backyard, you, don't you be really do not be surprised when the US or federal government invades your backyard, bud. Right. No, we do we we do that overseas, motherfuckers. Exactly. Exactly. And that's what it is, you know. And the the anti-war sentiment is really what brought me to libertarianism in the in the beginning. You know, I was in I was in uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2003 Um, and then that's you know when I got out, I was super jaded and I was like, fuck, fuck this war thing, man. This is not good for this country. It's terrible for you know. I I got to see it firsthand. It's terrible for the rest of the world. So you Um, you uh, participated in Operation Iraqi Freedom. And then you did not marry an Iraqi to bring her back to freedom country. No, uh, I was one of those. I was one of those Navy guys, man. You know what I mean. So I was actually out, out to sea the whole time. Uh, but no, it was, it, we, well, we were actually married mermaid. Yeah, yeah, mermaid or or another sailor. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was still don't ask, don't tell back then. Uh, uh, <laughs> Who did hyenas yeah. have the biggest clits? Get what? Well, that's the thing that interests. Well, gay, gay, gay people were still, you know, not allowed to talk in the military uh when i was in the military now now you you know you can uh, the good old days but yeah well i was actually i was actually no, I, I have a past my mom's a lesbian i'm a lot oh, okay fair, fair 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 yeah fair. i got a lesbian yeah, friend so it's cool yeah i'm a black friend <laughs> Uh, no, I, I actually, um, I, I was sitting in the Persian Gulf when George Bush declared war in Iraq. So it was, we were there for like nine months, just sitting in the Holy middle of the Gulf, fuck. uh, dropping bombs. We were the shock and awe campaign. It was really gnarly. And it just changed my whole worldview, man. I was 19 years old, you know, and I'm going, uh, this is not, this isn't a good thing, man. This is, <laughs> this is fucked up. I want to get out of here. And, yeah. uh, when I got home then I found Ron Paul not long after I got in the military and it was, that was all down yeah. there. I was never, well, ever, ever going to go, yeah, yeah, this probably. fucking machine ever again. So speaking of, um, uh, all downhill, um, recently, I think about two weeks ago, <laughs> um, Derek Lewis proved in the octagon that wrestling is complete uh. bullshit. Um, yeah, right. and all you need to beat it is an uppercut. Uh, <laughs> a, a solid uppercut can fight, can win any fight in this world, man. Absolutely, so, and Derek Lewis is, can do it. <laughs> do you with this information? Do you now regret uh, that you uh, have started wrestling or participated in wrestling and did not just learn boxing? Because now, not only have you learned something useless, but also kind of gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I look, look, I'm a state I'm a state champion wrestler, man. I fucking loved wrestling. I loved competing. I started my mom. First of all, you have to blame my mother. She put me in when I was four years old. So I wrestled from four till I was 18. Um, but you know, I think thankfully there's weight classes and, and even at my biggest, I would have never had to fight Derek Lewis. You know what I mean? That guy's a fucking monster. Uh, and, and, uh, you so know, could you imagine him just rubbing? A and sailor and on other men and spandex, and you have how many fucking kids? Six, six, yeah. bro, bro. The the math, the balls work, man. My balls work. There's no one can look. People can say a lot of things about me. They can never say my balls don't work. You know what I mean? That's fucking solid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Derek Lewis, could you imagine have to fight that beast, dude? Oh my god! And he and the whole time he's fighting you, all he's like, all he's thinking is like, my balls is hot. You know what I mean? Like, Bro, just, like run. About. <laughs> just run. 
That guy can't be that fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'd be surprised how fast some of the big guys are. Like Daniel Cormier, he'd definitely catch it. He's hella fast. Or like, uh, yeah, you know, some, of the, some, some of those heavyweights are fast, man. Daniel Cormier is like five foot six. Yeah. He's a little fat guy for sure. So who's your favorite all time <laughs> MMA fighter? Oh man, I really like I really like Dustin right now. Poirier, he's probably he's probably my my him. I, I love the Diaz brothers. I grew up in right outside of Stockton, Oakland, Cal, Antioch, California. That's I'm from their neighborhood. You know what I mean? So um, I'm I'm a I'm a big Diaz brothers fan. Uh, Nate's Nate's one of my favorites. Um, you know, I used to really like. Uh, uh, God, I, I don't know, know dude. I've been watching fucking MMA for so long now. Um, but I'd say right now, Dustin Poirier is definitely my, my favorite of all the fighters. I really liked yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. the Russian Eagle a lot. Um, yeah. I, I hated him when it started, uh, but really? by the end of it, yeah, but by the end of it, man, by the end of his career, before he retired there, I, I became a really big fan of that guy, man. He was just phenomenal. I don't think anybody would ever beat him. I really, I really don't, uh, that, and, and he's the guy that does that prove that wrestling is fucking important by the way. Um, you know, that undefeated eagle uh has never been beat because no one can out wrestle the guy i mean that's just the, the god's wrestling tiny people that weigh like 155 pounds yeah but he weighs 155 pounds too so it's even you know what i yeah, mean but he's uh, fucking russian I, what are you I, gonna do? he is very <laughs> he's very he's a he's a very russian russian muslim even uh but uh yeah he's he's he became one of my favorites there at the end you know after the after the beef with uh with connor i do like i like connor too i don't know i like i don't know man i used to really like uriah faber he was like one of my favorites but i'm from the same area as him so um i loved chel sonnen because he's the the mouth and i actually trained with chel uh when really? i lived in or yeah when i lived in oregon i trained at, at oh, team plus man. i was a team plus guy so i got to i got to train with him and then when he was doing the ultimate fighter and he was the coach on the ultimate fighter for the Bl team black uh all those guys came in to the gym too and um that was a lot of fun man i got to wrestle with chel i did boxing with chael who by the way does have pillow hands he doesn't hit very hard um if anybody ever, <laughs> and if anybody ever tells him i said that i'm gonna be really fucking mad at you uh no but um no i did i, I got to train with chael and that was great it was probably uh the the pinnacle of my mma career but uh, the funny thing is is when i first started doing mma when i was in the navy uh and i was 19 18 was, you know right right when i first got in the navy and i wanted to wrestle still but i yeah. didn't it's like nowhere to fucking oh. wrestle when you're over 18 unless you go and do freestyle by yourself somewhere and um, I went to this gym called city boxing in San Diego where I was stationed and, uh, I started doing, uh, jujitsu there and it was, it was fucking Dean Lister, uh, who's one of the greatest jujitsu like technicians of all time. And, uh, Brandon, the truth Vera was the, the Muay Thai instructor there. And I'm training with these guys and I had no fucking clue who they were. You know, I had been watching, I watched like the UFCs when I was younger, we used to go to, we used to go to, uh, blockbuster and like rent the, like UFC one and UFC two, like with, you know, the shamrocks and, and all these fucking like old fighters, like tank Abbott. And, um, but some, I hadn't really been watching it for a while. And so I didn't know that these guys were like absolute superstars and i'm like trying to do this thing called jujitsu that i had no idea what it was uh with this jujitsu technician that's like one of the best in the world and it was the most frustrating shit i've ever done in my life because i'm a wrestler you know i'm like oh i could i could take these guys fucking you know what i mean and uh they, you know they put you in a gi and they're like grabbing your sleeves and your 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 your, uh. your pants legs and shit you're like what the fuck you get off my get off my sleeve man what do you do you know and uh but I, I got better at it obviously but it was it was cool because now i look back i'm like man i was fucking literally like uh going head up with with the coach who is one of the greatest uh mm -hmm. jujitsu bjj technicians in the world in the world and and this muay thai instructor that i'd come in at five o'clock in the morning and he'd be kicking these you know 12 inch like wooden columns in the middle of the gym shaking the whole gym with his shins and 
um, that, you know, that was the place that really made me want to start doing MMA. It was, it was a lot of fun, but yeah. So towards the end of my, towards the end of my training, uh, after training on and off for 10 years, I got to, I got to really hit the mat with Chell Sonnen for a while. And that's just kind of the pinnacle. Cause I love that guy. And, um, funny thing is, is Chell is Chell is, you know, this, this personality, uh, on TV, but he's the nicest fucking guy you will ever meet in your life like outside of outside of the tv like he literally when i first started going to the gym we'd be doing um you know like boxing drills bag work and stuff and at, at between every round he'd come over and be like, hey you're doing a really good job man good job you know and he'd, everybody in the class knuckles and just the nicest guy in the world so it's was, it was pretty funny to see that side of jail after watching him on the tv have you ever heard him tell, tell the um nogara bus story <laughs> yeah oh yeah i mean i was watching it all on tv you know and, and that was uh just, just hilarious. Um, and so it was funny. I came in after his first fight with Silva is when I started going to quest. Um, but I was there when he was training for, for Silva too. Um, I was not his training partner at that point. So no one can blame that shit on me. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, I watched, I got to watch all that shit on TV and then meet him. And you're thinking he's going to be this giant asshole, this boastful, prideful, giant, like American badass asshole. And he's just, it's just not who he is at all in real life. He's, he's literally the pride of West Lynn, Oregon. He's really the nicest guy in the world there. And he actually, he was uh, in politics too. He actually got uh, on the city council there in his hometown and everything. So he's, he's pretty, he's a pretty funny guy. Nice guy. Yeah. I mean, being a politician would lend itself to being um, uh, excellent at selling bullshit. So <laughs> it's true, man. It's true. There's that's the, you know, you know, there's a lot of slimy people in politics. Like, you know that, you know what I mean? Like everybody knows there's slimy people in politics, but you don't really understand the weight of that until you start working in politics. Right. And then, and, and I'm like, a, I'm an honest guy. I tell people the truth. My whole fucking life has been on display for five years for anybody that wants to see it. Um, you know, I've gotten a lot of criticism for things that I've done in my past and, and a lot of shit that's not true, but, um, And, uh, I'm not, I'm not like a slimy person. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not like what you would call like a run of the mill politician, but every, you know, all these big fucking politicians I've met, very few of them are actually good people. They're all shit people. Yes. All of them. Speaking <laughs> of uh, slimy people in politics, uh, what do you think the, uh, Venn diagram is between, uh, members of the Libertarian Party and uh, members of the uh, CIA? Yes. I, so it's, it's fucking hilarious so i was talking to some of the people who have been around the libertarian party since the 70s and 80s i mean since its inception in fact one uh, d frank robinson is one of the founders who's still with us from oklahoma and i think it was either him or his buddy that came in in like the in like you know 79 or something he said look for every 100 people you meet in the libertarian party one of them is from the alphabet agency <laughs> okay yeah. and i'm like Could you, so so we have 20,000 members national party mm -hmm. members right So if you do the math on that, that's a lot of fucking yeah. Fed boys, man. A lot. <laughs> and that's, that's pretty great because, you know, the CIA is a powerful organization. So knowing you have influence in the CIA must be pretty amazing. Yeah. Well, and you got to, at some point you got to think like, okay, this third party, it, you know, it was founded, its inception was over 50 years ago. It probably should have made more headway than it has to this day. Right. And I'm sure a lot of a lot of the reason why it hasn't made it as far as it is, is because of libertarians, yeah. because, you know, a lot of us are fucking stupid and um, and and socially awkward and, and autistic and mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And but uh, I also think that it's people learn about liberty and then they actually want it 
and they drop out. And I sure think that, that's, and that's the Achilles heel of the Libertarian right. Party. Well, and that's a, that's another big part of it. And then another big part of it was uh, the party was actually the biggest it had ever been in 2000. Right. Um, Harry Brown was the presidential candidate, uh, in fact, with Joe Jorgensen as his vice presidential oh. candidate. And uh, and Harry Brown was a radical fucking libertarian who did really well. He had books. People knew who he was. He did really good media stuff. Um, and he he actually grew the party. He doubled the size of the party from his election. And then 9-11 happened. Right. And the party at that point at the time was staunchly anti-war. I mean, staunchly anti-war. It was like what I would like to see out of a, a national libertarian party. And then and then 9-11 happened. Our country was attacked by these evil terrorists from, I don't know, fucking Saudi Arabia via Pakistan or some shit. And, and uh, jet fuel melted steel. Right, right. Yeah. And and then and Two then planes, uh, a lot of people towers. left the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> and so a lot of people, a lot of people left the party after that because they wouldn't. You know, Harry Brown. Actually, Harry Brown and and Dave Smith talked about this on one of his podcasts. I think it was Dave Smith or somebody or maybe Tom Woods. Uh, Harry Brown actually did the most fucking brave thing ever. The day after 9-11, he put out a, pr a press release or an op-ed, um, essentially saying, "Look." I know you guys want fucking war for this, but you need to understand that this is our fault, right? Like we're, we're literally pushing people to become radicalized terrorists around the country. And he actually put this out the day after nine 11. I mean, this, this took absolute steel so balls, would be but a lot of people 12 or uh, 10, 11. I'm not really yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, but that's the thing is, is, um, you know, the party wanted to stay staunchly anti-war and a lot of people kind of dropped their anti-war principles when 9-11 happened. I mean, it happened to a lot of people around the country, not just in the Libertarian Party. A lot of people that were like anti-war were like, fuck this, we're going to war. The fucked up thing was I was one of those people, right? I joined the military right after 9-11 because, I, I, you know, I was an 18-year-old kid and I'm like, gonna go fight the terrorists, you know, I killed my countrymen. And um, I, I, I showed up and I went to boot camp and then I went to school and then they sent me out to the fleet and I went to war and I'm in war in fucking Iraq. And I'm going, why am I in Iraq, dude? What does anyone know why we're in Iraq? I thought I thought this was Saudi nationals attacked us via Pakistan. Yeah. They found their passports and shit at the bottom of this <laughs> this uh rubble, right? Yeah. Like what's going on here? And so, you know, I was I we attacked Iraq and I'm going, listen, it's simple. Jet fuel melts steel. With not passports. <laughs> but not but not plastic passports, bro. <laughs> those things are those things are made of steel. You know what I'm saying? Has anyone it's ever contacted the, the uh Arabians that ask their uh, passport making secrets because I well I'd actually rather not but I'd like to have at least some kind of document that is um, so incredibly durable it can survive a plane crash just get a passport dude America I was going to say bro you've got a passport it's <laughs> <laughs> all it's going to take what? man it's all it's going to take yeah you you got a passport dude you're you're on the books <laughs> like that Ooh, good <laughs> luck, dude no real libertarian motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah. what's going on here man <laughs> you you got a driver's license <laughs> dude uh, yeah man. i mean it's my um, driver's license is participating just my in society is kind of a bitch yeah turned yeah. out i'm good that was right we, we live in a society okay <laughs> all right you signed the social contract by being born okay i i will fucking fight <laughs> <laughs> i mean Man, I, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 100% honest before I shut up and give you know other people time to talk. I wanted to hate you more than I do. Oh well, that's a, that's a, sounds like a compliment <laughs> coming from you. I'm not it is, I'm it not is going absolutely <laughs> a compliment because 
you're you're allegedly a politician and man they're my natural enemy yeah i i will say you you are a uh you're a human i don't hate and good on you for that and <laughs> I, I appreciate that man i really do the most like um charitable thing i can say is maybe just maybe the libertarian party stays small because its point is to educate people towards anarchy and self-ownership and autonomy and Damn maybe it. that's why you stay small and that's not a bad fucking thing to do sure sure well the problem is is the 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 people who have kept this party small do not educate on that at all unfortunately and i think i think if we did educate on that i think if we were you know used as a as a national think tank um in on the political stage uh i think that that's i think that's just how the party becomes more successful really i really do i think that's why the party hasn't been successful because it hasn't been doing that so i think that the internet is bigger than the national stage and much cheaper to operate on yeah, you'd be surprised, man. There's 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 so many fucking boomers and normies in this country that that just don't pay attention to anything outside of Fox and 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 CNN. That it's like, if we ever want to reach those people at all, we have to we have to operate inside this this fear. I mean, in my opinion, it's my opinion. That's it. You know, it's not it's not. And and I've said this several times. I have my reasons for doing what I do politically, um, and I understand that other people have their reasons for not doing that. And, and I'm not one of those people. It's like, oh, well, if you're going to set the sidelines and fucking criticize everybody, then fuck you. You know, like, I'm not one of those people. I agree, I understand. Like, I would I would much prefer that everyone in this country just opts the fuck out of the system and stops fucking paying taxes and stops fucking voting and, and tells all these politicians that to get out of their fucking the, the, the communally owned buildings that we paid for, or we're going to tar and feather them until they do. I would I would much prefer that. Like, trust me, if, if I thought it was going to happen, I would lead the fucking charge, dude, tomorrow. I, I would. But I'm also of the mind that it's like, okay, we have some tools here laid out in front of us, right? We have, we have the educational outlets like, like, like uh, the Mises Institute. And even Cato is good on a couple of things here and there. And, uh, you know, Fee and uh, Jake Hornberger and all these great people who educate people around the country. That's a tool we need to use. We need to fucking use that, right? And then we have the agorists who are just opting the fuck out of the system. That's a growing ideology in the country. I think Conkin was a, a great person. I think he was a smart person. I think he wrote a lot of really smart things. It was, really, was the, definitely oh. physically great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's physically great yeah. as well. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, so so uh, we have we have we have a lot of people that are kind of opting into this system of opting out of, of the political system entirely and stopping the pay taxes and working under the table. And I think that's a great tool too. Um, and then, uh, then there's this political tool, right? So like, to me, it's these three tools. There's the opting out system, there's the educational system, and there's the, and there's the, the, the political system. And if as a mechanic, I see myself as like a mechanic of, in the libertarian uh, movement, right? Like I see a problem. The problem is the government. And I have this, this drawer with all these tools in it. And I have this problem that I can't solve with just this tool or just this tool. I need all three of these fucking tools to fix this problem. And so I'm going to use all three of these tools because if you were to just leave one tool in there, you know, in my opinion, for me, if I was just to leave one tool in there, I would be failing at doing what I'm trying to do. And so I just, I, I, I feel like it's just another tool in my toolbox to take on the state, um, 
you know, uh, so what you're saying violent is violent insurrection, right? Um, so what you're saying is that the members of the libertarian parties are tools. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of fucking tools in the libertarian party. Absolutely, absolutely. I just, I, I mean it. That's 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 how I feel, you know. And it's to me, it's I'm not I'm not using I'm I'm not using it to do bad. I know I'd much rather the ring be cast into the fire. You know what I mean? I would. Mm -hmm. I really would. And if I saw that, if I saw the scale tipping that way, mm -hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd hop on the fucking scale. I'd do hopscotch yeah. on it. I'd jump but, up and down on but it. But instead, you do. think the ring should go to Gondor? No, no. I think I think I'm gonna use the I'm gonna use the ring uh, to 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 do as much damage as I can to the system, and then I'm gonna hop the ring to the fire. Right. So, are you more Frodo or are you more Sam? uh probably more i'm you know it's weird because i am a little bit leaderish here and there but i'm also uh you know i'm kind of timid sometimes mm -hmm. too really i, I mean sam was the really good guy voices right now. that without that i just got a little uh I, I got a little some sort of something there yeah, yeah. when i when it went when it went all Awesome. Yeah. Like talk show radio <laughs> yeah don't be sexy don't be sexy <laughs> this is not sexy time Damn, we went, we literally went from Lord of the Rings to gay talk. Yeah. Good job. Good well, job. you you started nerding out, and I'm more comfortable being gay than I'm. <laughs> okay, so. fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I, I'm a total nerd, man. I, I literally listen. Are you homophobic? Josh, not at all. Is that not what's going on here? Not at all, man. Not at all. I told you I'm from the San Francisco Bay Area, man. I'm not. A, I would be. I would be beaten in the streets if I was homophobic. Yeah. Um, but I'm also a nerd. I have. I have. I literally have a Pac-Man tattoo as my ode to my undying ode to, to loving video games. You know what I mean? So, uh, but uh, um, many faceted individual. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. If you guys ever want to find me on 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 Rocket League or Fortnite, you let me know. Mm -hmm. Okay. My uh my my uh my gamer tag is balls on you nine two five so gay <laughs> I'm not kidding by the way it's like lasagna but with balls balls on you yeah speaking of balls um with the new uh Twitter super follower system that is uh coming in somewhere in the near future um will you post be posting your ball sack on Twitter for money Ooh shit are they gonna pay me uh yeah bro see your super tweets have to the balls for liberty. Ooh, balls, balls for liberty. For liberty. Yeah. You can be, I, I mean, wear like a banana hammock with one hanging out, and like <laughs> only your super followers. The get left to one see hangs it, out on the boxers already, bro. I wouldn't even need a banana hammock. Uh, so here's the thing: uh, <laughs> I, I have six kids to feed. Okay, so if you present me with an opportunity to make some extra money by just showing one nut, I yeah. might. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, I mean, they're they're not going to eat them. My only fans, <laughs> my only fans, isn't really taking yeah. off, dude. You yeah. know what I mean? So uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but nobody, nobody self promotes harder than the guy with six kids in a dream. Yeah. Let me tell you, it just it, nobody, nobody yeah. in the world. That was catchy. Yeah, that was fucking catchy. I see what you did there. Thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. yeah, it's true though. It's fucking true. It's true. It, I got six kids to feed, man. You know, our Costco bills three hundred bucks every two weeks. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grift that ad revenue, dog. <laughs> Have you considered growing marijuana? Oh, dude, I've considered, I've considered everything, bro. Harvesting human meat for meat pies. I mean, anything I could think of 
Uh, to, to make money at this point, Sweeney <laughs> Todd for national yeah, chair. Yeah, exactly. I have a good job. I make <laughs> I make good money. I make really good money, and and it's it's good enough for us to to exist on and uh, pay the bills and and feed mm. the kids and all that shit. But I, I want I want to grift I want to grift that ad revenue into my dream job of being a stay at home dad. With my Can we kids. get you homesteading? Like oh, that would yeah. like make my black little heart happy. If that would be cool. You, like, homesteading. Well, that be I would I would love that by the way I'm I'm a big fan I, I in fact I would like to see stead is something that I've always wanted to do I, I that's a, super cool yeah I did a, a great uh, opportunity for child labor mm-hmm. yeah. exactly when you have six yeah. kids it's a lot of free labor dude it's a very uh, ANCAP thing to do yeah yeah exactly, exactly. Wait, I uh, <laughs> leads figure out that they can rape kids on airplanes and cruise ships yeah it's true, it's true fucking the elites are the worst they all they, <laughs> they should they should be living a lot of these people need to be fucking buried under gitmo but um uh so so uh yeah i had i had a, I had a conversation that's with, a solid with, quote yeah, it's true. They do. They need to be. I, every time, every time uh, Michael Malice pops on Twitter and says this person needs to be in Gitmo, I always pop under his comments and say, "Buried under Gitmo, fix it for you." Uh, Are you saying you're Michael Malice's reply guy? I am kind of a reply guy for Michael Malice. Damn it, fuck! I gotta try and get him on the show so we can talk about this. Uh, yeah, you gotta tell him, like, bro. <laughs> I've been a reply guy in you. You got to talk to me. Yeah, exactly. I've been, he don't, he never even responds to my DMs or anything. I, anytime I DM in anything, he doesn't respond. And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, one of these days, this guy's going to just fucking block me. And I'm going to be so sad because he's like one of my favorite Twitter follows, right? Like the, the guy, he's Send like, the picture of you in a banana hammock with, I'll, 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 be, it out. I'll, I'll be like, look, it's the underwear, it's the sheath underwear, man. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, no, but I, I had a conversation with Patrick Friedman. I'm one of the founders of Think Liberty, the publication online, if you know Think Liberty. Um, and I used to do these Think Liberty TV interviews. I did like Walter Block and um, uh, Austin Peterson and, and just a bunch of different people. But uh, I did one with Patrick Friedman. I didn't know what the fuck seasteading was. And he talked to me about it. I read up on it. And now I want to fucking seastead. You know how cool that'd mm-hmm. be? Just live out in a city in the middle of the water where none of the fucking authorities can fuck with you because it's not under any jurisdiction. Really. Uh, like that'd I be mean, great. How was uh, being outside of the jurisdiction of the U.S. government uh, fared for like Iraq and Afghanistan? And- <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably, I'm not going to transit the state, the Straits of Hormuz, and and live there. Um, but you know, somewhere else would be kind of cool, yeah. I guess. <laughs> It is a cool concept, man. Yeah, I think it's cool, man. And and, and he's, you know, they put a lot of money into that shit too. Uh, the, the whole Seasteading Institute, and I don't know if you get a, if you get a chance to check it out. I've become a pretty big fan over the last I don't know, five years or something. Dude, I, I'm I'm not a swimmer, but I can grow plants. Sure. And there you go. I I know how to operate in the Appalachian Mountains, so I'm not real scared. Oh, nice! You guys got you got some, <laughs> you got some you got some whiskey stills up there in the Appalachians. Or? Well, I mean, I, I I can't comment one way or the other. Oh, okay, fair, fair. No, <laughs> I understand. You're, I get it. you're a politician and half Israeli. I'm pretty sure you might still be a Fed. I like I like my I like my rye my rye whiskeys. I don't know if you can oh, see. Oh, nice. That. Yeah. This is a uh, this is actually made right here in Iowa. I was very surprised. It's uh, Clive, Iowa, which is just the town right out next to us, and it's called Nefarious, and it's a straight rye whiskey, and it is. I, I was like Iowa rye. It's not going to be good, but then I remembered that um, Iowa's the number one corn state in the country, and uh, yeah. It's fucking really good, so I'm gonna have a little sippy sip right now. It sounds delicious. Yeah. So, and goddammit, you're making me fucking thirsty right now. <laughs> yeah. What time is it there? Uh, let's see. It's uh zero ten. So like it's it's ten oh, it's minutes midnight. past midnight. 
Yeah. Um, I think we've been going pretty close to an hour. Oh yeah, uh, we've gone over. We've gone over an yeah. hour. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but with introductions and bullshitting before. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're uh, <laughs> we've pretty much filled our time. So first, uh, before I close this off entirely, I'd like to ask either of my co-hosts if they have any more uh questions yeah. preferably of the ridiculous kind yeah uh you're uh, not just a libertarian you know uh you're also an arachno capitalist so i gotta ask why spiders <laughs> that you know uh f- first of all fuck no i hate spiders okay <laughs> not even, okay if we could just not even talk about spiders we stuff uh except for tarantulas for some reason they don't bother me very much so if i'm gonna be an arachno anything it'd be a, a, a tarantula expert but, yeah um well i, know, I mean that was the hairy that was a good... ground so i can see where <laughs> yeah. your uh your love for tarantulas comes yeah, from the navy. yeah no yeah no <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> all right so as a wrestler a sailor and a politician, you seem uniquely qualified to answer this question that has been plaguing me for years. Are traps gay? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Simple enough. That was okay. very succinct, man. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> so, right. well, maybe, yeah, we'll just go with yes. I like uh, this. When are you gonna <laughs> change okay. your last name to Armstrong? Joshua Armstrong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and become <laughs> senator, Senator Armstrong. Isn't that gonna be cool? Yeah, that would yeah. that that sounds yeah. powerful. It sounds really powerful. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe a year you have or so at arms? least. At least, I they're yeah. I mean, you know, they got these. I got these uh, <clears throat> 17-inch pythons. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Three of them. Uh, I'm a big fan. I am actually a really big guy. No one ever no one ever understands how big I am. I am actually pretty what big. Color? I'm not a, muscu- not a muscular guy by any means. I'm a six foot two. Yeah, still shorter than me. Are you that's really? Short, I'm that's four. short to the Dutch. I mean, yeah, that's slightly people, above average over here. Yeah. <laughs> some people are pretty tall. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I'm used to being like the tall person, but then I work with this guy that's like six, eight and I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, dude, I'm short as fuck. But I'm also like, I'm also like 250. I'm not a little guy yeah. at all. You know what I mean? so that's, uh, that's pounds for you guys. Yeah. The, yeah. You have, you have pounded to uh, <laughs> and liberty yeah. measurements. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to freedom, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm really glad I got to be here for your final your like you finally got here to <laughs> NRL. I'm glad I got to be here, man. It was it was good timing, dude. You know, if we had done it back then, it would maybe I wouldn't have been as fun. Uh, actually, yeah. this this actually, campaign. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, I'll tell you after we wrap up, but this it, it's much better now than it would have been uh, at an earlier point. Yeah, um, I was trying to play politics back then, man. You know, I was trying to, I was like, okay, don't go, don't behaving, go behaving, behave. Not don't saying go. the gamer word on burn. <laughs> yeah, and now, yeah. And now, and now I've gotten, and now I've become, you know, now it's, I've gone five years with these, these fucking losers attacking me over and over and over again, even after I tried to play nice, that I just don't give a shit anymore. I, I, oh, I, boy. yeah, I literally committed, 
I committed to this campaign, like basically like anytime someone talks shit to me now, I'm just calling you a fucking nerd. Like I'm not even giving any credence to your fucking argument anymore. Like you're a nerd. You're going to lose and uh, shut the fuck up. And that's I'm going to bully you on the internet. Yeah. I'm literally shoving these fools in there. I'm shoving these fools into their virtual lockers. Like 100%. We are virtually swirling these kids because I just, I don't care anymore. Like I don't give a shit about your opinion anymore. I don't give a shit about your fucking constant bullshit criticisms of my personal life that you know nothing about. Like, I don't care. I don't give a shit anymore. You're a fucking nerd and I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I've proven over five years that you cannot kill me no matter how hard you try. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's been nice. Less people are attacking me this year. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. Um, perfect. With that, I have, uh, two requests, two, two requests. English is hard. Um, to wrap up with, uh, and then I will let you go. Um, number one is could you please talk to Tom Woods um, and tell him that he needs to come on the No Real Libertarian podcast because he needs to talk to his um, uh, his Negroid alter ego. <laughs> uh, oof. Uh, oof. I will. I will actually. Yeah. I'll let yeah. Tom Woods know. Yeah, yeah. I I promise to. I I commit to letting Call Tom Woods know that Dark Tom Woods. <laughs> <laughs> holy shit okay is tom woods like actually aware of dark he tom is. woods he i is. think so yeah yes. i'm sure yes. he yeah. is aware. aware well most of us most of uh, most of yeah. us are for sure yeah but, i mean <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean uh ron paul has sent me more than one dick pic so Oh, you guys okay. are great. <laughs> um, this is this is this is worse than the Burning Boots podcast. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh, don't say that out loud. <laughs> I will definitely be telling them that. <laughs> they're they're good yeah. friends. Davey, Davey's actually like a really good. I love Davey to death. He's a good friend of mine. So. uh yeah, Davey's the first time dude to argue with. Yeah, the first time I went on the Burning Boots podcast, I think my oof counter was probably around twenty or twenty-five. Times. Oh, I was like, dude, they just they just oof. wanted you to drop one hard R and you. Oh, so bad, it. so bad. I couldn't. Do you it. wouldn't I, give it to them. I can't it hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I and then I just and it. then I just and then I just did biting the bullet too, which was another oof but they were they've like i think they've calmed down since their first couple episodes for sure well, yeah well they don't have jared anymore yeah. so yeah, yeah jared jared went to kentucky to do things and sure. well he went I, to- I, I love all three of them but it calmed down without jared yeah. that's all yeah. Yeah, i, I think though. it's a bit offensive to call doing anna doing things <laughs> I, listen i wasn't trying to put his business out there like that Okay. I respect the man, motherfucker. Does I he, respect privacy. Does, does he? Is he not aware that you can do podcasts remotely? Is that? Um, I we don't. I don't think he's aware he's very aware much. Of. He's a marine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. They all three of them were marines. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. We're lucky they're not eating. Really, we're just lucky they're not eating yeah. crayons on their show every show. No, ever. I was going to say I'm pretty sure he prefers Rose Art over Crayola, <laughs> and that's about all I know. <laughs> Oh boy, biting the bullets. I hate boys. I love I love biting the bullet boys. They're they're cool, man. I, I had a fun time with them. I like them a lot. And Luke's All cool right. shit. I really like that guy and and uh um, and typo. Yeah. Yeah. And on my other request, if you could please give me all of your plugs. Oh uh, yeah, just follow me at Twitter because that's where I uh I am currently uh 
in a war to take down as many blue checks as possible. Uh, jo- that's at Joshua at large. I have uh, declared war on the blue check What's marks there. So that's Malice? a lot of fun. Uh, no, there's a couple of blue checks. I'm not going to go after like Michael Malice and Eric July. Obviously I love those guys, mm-hmm. but um, uh, there's a lot of blue checks that, that need to uh, be virtually stu- shoved in their lockers and uh, hashtag tower gang is, is now taking yeah. care of that. So um, Sui. Yeah. We, we yeah. The, if you're not familiar with Tower Gang, check out yeah. hashtag Tower Gang. Or just, Gang. you know, uh, type an N uh, in a comment section. It's not uh, more difficult to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, obviously, the new show starts on Wednesday, uh, which is the... Is it the 3rd, I think? Yeah, it's the 3rd, March 3rd. Um, and that's going to be the Break the Cycle with Joshua Smith. You can find me on YouTube at youtube.com backslash fight the despots. Please subscribe there. Um, like I said, I'm trying to grift my ad revenue to, to become a stay-at-home dad. Uh, but I'm also going to put out really good shows. I, I'm doing the solo show every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Central Standard Time. And then Friday, the same time, but I'm going to do guest shows. So it'll be me um, and people like Mosh Ture, Dave Smith, Michael Bolden, um i have uh who else lined up do i have geez uh there's here let's see let's see the calendar let me let me plug this real hard real hard i'm trying to plug the holes uh he's um going more <laughs> the bbc go. route with the uh, tower gang thing so than, i got uh, uh i got on the 12th i got pete canones i got dave smith on the 19th shane hazel on the 26th uh senator eric brakey on the second scott horton on the ninth I got Michael Bolden on the 23rd, uh, Phil Labonte on the 28th. I ha- I'll have Patrick Smith uh, from Disenthrall Media in May, who is a good friend of mine, but also the, I don't know if there's a more staunchly anarcho-capitalist person than Patrick Smith. Uh, me and him have argued over politics quite a bit. I actually lived with him for about 10 days, uh, uh, two years ago, three years ago. Um, one of my favorite dudes, it's going to be a really cool, interesting episode because we have very opposite uh, views on what the political system is and how to use it. And so we always have some really awesome arguments, but he's the smartest dude I know. And so um, there's going to be a lot of really good shows. Please subscribe, please, please please, please come and check out the show. Uh, like I said, I need your, I need the ad revenue. Don't, don't skip the fucking ads. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I must say though, as a, as a Dutchman, I take issue with you wanting to break cycles. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I, and this has been Joshua Smith and I just threw my giant podcasting dick on the table. <laughs> Literally everybody in the world was on that list. My dude. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be fucking gnarly, dude. I'm I'm working on I'm working on some other really big ones. I actually sent out an email to Tim Dillon, who's like one of my favorite uh, comedians right yeah. now. And uh, I, I I Spike Cohen is doing I think uh May something as well too. I got I got a lot of fucking people coming on. And, totally you know that's not. one of the that's one of the that's one of the benefits of what what I've been doing for the last five years. You know, I traveled to forty states and I got to meet all these cool people and make this pipeline. And now I'm like, well, it'd be a fucking waste not to try to use this to grift a little. You yeah. know what I mean? So. <laughs> no, no, get your money. Fuck, fuck, bitches, get money. Yeah. Just yes. Keep keep the anarchists in mind. Oh, I will, dude. Absolutely. They're that's that's our guiding light man that's our north star you know anarcho anarcho capitalism anarchist anarchy uh the black flag anarchy that's our fucking that's our north star man that's where we should be heading and that's what the libertarian party should be pushing forward for so i don't know we'll see what happens i i may have to go up in, in like a, a a boss battle against justin amash someday for the heart of the party but i'm, I'm gonna do it <laughs> that dude's gay yep <laughs> He's actually married and stuff, so I don't think he is. But, you know, 
Um, that's called a beard, yeah. honey. But to be honest, <laughs> you have six kids. Hey, man. man, if you would have come to we me with some... like two kids, I'd have been like, that was a mistake. This dude's gay. But six, yeah. I'm pretty sure you're serious. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, unless yeah, you hope someone actually... could get pregnant yourself. I actually have seven, and but one of them doesn't live with me. He lives in Oregon. Ah. Well, that still counts. I'd say that you know you you smash you smash the vag. Yeah, there's no doubt yeah. about it. I'm pretty Good sure that um, I wanted every to make sure this guy does. It's just going to be one more kid. So yeah. <laughs> I wanted to make eight, sure that nine, people knew. It's gonna. There's no end. <laughs> I wanted to make sure, like no, nothing, nothing screams I get laid like having six kids. You know what I mean? Joshua Smith, my balls work. <laughs> 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 that should be my campaign slogan for the rest of the year damn it bro you got it for free you can't deny you can't deny my balls work your balls work and you can <laughs> you can take having them busted and i yeah. appreciate that yeah about you, you appreciate bull busting yeah yeah well, i'm hey man I do. the good old CBT. weird shit don't judge me fucking european yeah. Hey, dude, Letterkenny, Letterkenny's one of the greatest shows ever made, by the way. I did pick up on your reference, in case you were wondering. I may have just gotten hard. We've got to go. We've got to go. We're going to start making animal noises over here. <laughs> hey, I love you guys to death. All right. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for coming on. And uh, I'll put all of your plugs as well as plugs of all my co-hosts in the comments or not in the comments, in the fucking show notes. Uh, because this is a podcast and you can't fucking comment. So go fuck yourself. You can comment on Bitches. my podcast, just in case you're wondering. Uh, fuck, where do I... Uh, <laughs> where the fuck is the fucking... It's all the way down the bottom on the right corner. Leave. Oh, man. <laughs> and he's fucking tech support. Uh, you're still recording. Buddy. There it is. Yeah. You're still recording. Yeah, no, it's Angelina Jolie. I'm sick of it, and I'm calling you out, scum. <sighs> Majority.